either of those viewpoints. I hope that I never experience either one. So there you go. Maybe that was your greatest pain in life. I'd have to say for me, the greatest physical pain I ever experienced was I, uh, I shattered this kneecap. Man, I wish I could tell you it was something really cool, like I was mountain biking, I went down hard, or, you know, like climbing a thousand-foot cliff, and I fell on it, or mixed martial arts or something. No, I was playing tennis. <laughs> How do you break your knee playing tennis? In my defense, it was a really rugged version of tennis. It was like varsity athletes, and we were just going at it. So, man, I, I landed on my knee first, and for about three seconds, my entire universe came down to a lightning bolt right through here. You ever been there? And I'm sitting there on the court wondering what happened. About three seconds it passed, like I'm just waiting for it to pass. Hopefully it will. And then about three seconds later, it's down to 99%. So I'll live. And I hadn't looked at it yet. And I'm just kind of sitting there going, okay. And I'm a minimizer. I get hurt a lot, mountain biking, whatever. And I just like rub some dirt on it and go on. And then I looked at my knee and I was like, ooh, this is not good. I don't think it's supposed to look like this. At which point I shifted from thinking I'm going to get up and continue playing tennis with the guys to thinking, how am I going to get in the house without Kirsten seeing it and making me go to the doctor? Which is crazy because when I actually did, like we actually figured out what was going on, I had to go to the ER and we had like, we need to do emergency surgery right now. And so it was like way worse than I, than I knew. I had two surgeries and rehab for it, so it was crazy. So that's the physical pain that I experienced in my life. I'm pretty sure if, if we had the time, most all of us could probably go around and share some scars, and you can go, oh, look at this one, Brian, or look at this. I say most of us because I actually did have a ministry intern one summer who did not have a single scar on his entire body. Now, how is that possible? Well, he's an only child, so that kind of explains a lot right there. He's you know, very protected, very sheltered. So one of the first things I did with him is I took him mountain biking out at Lost Valley. And the first thing he did was wreck colossally got a huge gash so he has a scar which I feel really good about this is this is my impact on a young man entering the ministry I leave people scarred for life that's that's awesome that's my goal you know everybody hurts at some point even if you don't have some physical scars to show I'm pretty sure you can point to some other painful things you know what it's like to feel pain don't you everybody hurts I love how Max Lucado said it. He said, if her hurts were hairs, we'd all be grizzly bears. Everybody knows what it's like to hurt. Pain comes in several packages. It's not always physical. I mean, there's, there's mental anguish. There's emotional strain. There is uh, anxiety and stress and worry. And there's discontentment. How about this? Every middle schooler or anybody who's ever been in middle school or can relate to this. There's, there's embarrassment. And I will never get over this. And then there's the whole thing about like uh, beating yourself up over what you said or what you shouldn't have said, and you're playing the whole day in your mind and going like, "Why did I do that? Why didn't I?" There's, uh, you know, just like regret. There's relational pain. Anybody ever experienced that kind of pain, where maybe a friendship doesn't work out or a, a more serious relationship doesn't work out and you just wish it had or you wish it hadn't ended the way it did. There's the pain of rejection, the pain of abandonment, the pain of bitterness, the pain over loss and, and just grief. And there's someone you care about who's no longer with you, maybe somebody who's passed away, and that hurts, doesn't it? How about this? Just the, the pain of life and things not working out in your life the way you'd hoped they would by now? You ever felt any of those before? Or am I just talking for me? Yeah. Everybody knows what it's like to hurt. Everybody's experienced pain in life. 
And, and sometimes what makes things even worse, it's not just that you're in pain, it's not just that you're hurting, it's like the response you get from people when you're in this bad time. And the, sometimes people are so well-meaning, but man, you just wish they quit talking, right? There's times where you just think, like, I, back to my tennis court experience, I am now sitting on the ground wondering what I'm going to do, and the guys come rushing over, and at first they were appropriately concerned, like, oh man, that's awful. Thanks, that's not what I needed to hear right now. But then they're like in a circle around me and they're not talking to me anymore. They're arguing over the top of my head with each other about who's going to get to drive me. And again, I'm like, you guys are not helping. I don't trust any of you to drive. Sometimes the people who are around you don't help your pain because they try to offer encouragement that just comes out as advice you don't want. You know, you'll get over this eventually. I was thinking about something I read uh, Kay Warren said. I don't know if you know Rick and Kay Warren. He's a pastor out at Saddleback Church out in California. I don't know if you also know this. Sadly, a year ago, their son Matthew took his own life. And she was just interviewed recently because it was the one-year anniversary of that. And they were talking to her, and she had posted something up on Facebook just in reaction to all the people who were well-intentioned but had said some really painful things to her about Matthew. Um, She said this. Actually, this is on her Facebook. She said, As the one-year anniversary of Matthew's death approaches, I'd been shocked by some subtle and not-so-subtle comments indicating that perhaps I should be ready to, to move on. I have to tell you, the old Rick and Kay are gone. They're never coming back. We will never be the same again. That's pain. That's a pain I hope none of us ever have to experience or have never experienced. Well, in the midst of all of our hurts, in the midst of all the people who don't know how to respond to us, and they say things that maybe we don't want to hear, a question might come to the surface in your mind. Yep. As I'm hurting, does God even know what I'm going through? Is God aware of this? Does he have a solution for this? Is he going to come through for me at some point? Is he going to respond? Because I think I can't take another minute of this. Is, is God aware? Does he care? Is he even there? Is he greater than my pain? Will he heal me? I love the message of Good Friday. And I'm so thankful we've gathered together because the message of Good Friday is, yes, God does know. Yes, God does care. He has already done something about it. That's the message of Good Friday. It's so powerful. When you look at the things that Jesus experienced, when you listen to the scriptures that they came up and read just a little bit ago, it's obvious. Jesus knows what it is to suffer, doesn't he? I mean, think about it. Think about the things that Jesus experienced 2,000 years ago. A Friday, a Thursday night and a Friday. We read it. The, the pain, the physical pain of the beatings, the crown of thorns, the uh, people hitting him and saying, hey, who hit you, prophet? The, um, the crucifixion itself. Pain. Well, but, but it goes to a whole new level, doesn't it? Because he had the pain of uh, being abandoned by his closest friends in the time when he needed them the most. One of his good close friends betrayed him for just a paltry sum of money. He had the pain of uh, being falsely accused of crimes that he didn't commit. He's an innocent man, and he's on trial for this. He goes through a series of unjust trials. He's got the, the pain of people putting words in his mouth that he never said, twisting the words that he did say, the pain of a really good man being accused of horrible things, and there's no one there to defend him. Where's the justice in that? And he knew that kind of a pain. And then there's the whole spiritual level that we probably will never fully appreciate or understand, certainly never experience, and that is that what it says in 1 Corinthians where it says that he who knew no sin became a sin offering for us. 
bore the sins of the entire world on his shoulders on our behalf. Jesus carried all of that for us. Does Jesus know what it's like to suffer? Oh man, does he ever? And you think about all these things Jesus said, knew was, they were, he knew, knew they were coming, and he said this to his closest friends the night before he died. This is in Matthew chapter 26, verse 38. He told his closest friends, guys, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And then he got three of his closest friends and he brought them a little further and he said, guys, just pray with me for an hour, would you? What did they do? Fell asleep. That's great. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. I'm about to bear the sins of the whole world. I'm about to die for your sins and you can't stay awake and pray with me. Yeah, thanks. Does Jesus know what it's like to suffer? Yes. And the good news of Good Friday is not only does he know and he can sympathize, but he's there right now in the midst of your pain. 2,000 years later, and yes, Jesus is here with you in the midst of the things you suffer. The Bible says this in Hebrews 2.18, and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. I like the way it says it. Since Jesus himself has gone through suffering and testing, he's able to help us when we are being tested. He's right there with you, and he knows how to help you. And I love 1 Peter 5. It says that we should always give our worries and our cares to God because he cares about us. He's in the midst of our sufferings, and he's here to help. And better than all of that is that he's greater than our pain. No matter how bad things are for you, Jesus is greater than all of that. He's overcome it all. In the end, we'll be healed. Will you be healed right now? Maybe. Will you ultimately be healed? Absolutely. There will come a day when nothing will ever hurt again. Everything that is broken in this world, everything that is broken in your life, things that just don't work the way they should, the things that are so incredibly frustrating, he's fixing it all even now, and he's with you right now through it all. 1 Peter 2.24 says that Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. Now here's the key phrase, because by his wounds you have been healed. That's what this was about when he died on the cross. It was about our sin. It was about fixing the things that we've done. It's not about him. He had no sin to die for. By his wounds, we are healed. Through the very things that Jesus suffered, he brought salvation to all of us. He fixed the, the brokenness. He reversed all the impact of our, our sinful behavior and our, our times where we've disobeyed God. I don't know if you're here on a Good Friday and you're hurting. Maybe God brought you here because you needed to be reminded of that that in the midst of what you're going through, that he's here with you? The cross on Friday shows that God will bring healing. He's in the midst of it all. Psalm 34 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Man, I tell you, I know this is Good Friday, and I know that you're supposed to like be like a funeral on Friday and all that, but hey, I can't help it. Because <laughs> I know Sunday's coming. And I, I really, honestly, I always, like every Easter, I can't wait to get through Good Friday because I like what happened on Sunday so much better. Anybody else? And I'm sorry if this is a spoiler to anybody, spoiler alert, but uh, what happened on Friday to Jesus was not the end of the story. And that's why I'm so excited to celebrate with all of us together as we worship on Sunday because it didn't end with Jesus dying on the cross and being buried. It ends with him coming back out of the tomb. And what we celebrate is that that thing that makes him greater than anything. That he died on the cross is awesome, but the fact that he rose from the dead seals the deal. It's what makes him greater than anything in this life. No matter how bad things get, if our faith is in that guy, 
who walked into the grave and walked back out, nothing can touch you. Everything's going to be okay. I don't even care if I die. It doesn't matter to me because I know the promise of Good Friday and Sunday morning is that just like Jesus walked out of the grave in a physical body in a physical place, so am I. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert, but it's really something to look forward to, something to be thankful about. Yeah, I'll close this out. I love the old story. I don't know if you heard this before about a guy who out, he went out running one night. As he was jogging along, went out the subdivision. He came, there was a cemetery near their house, and the gate was open, even though it was in the evening. It was a beautiful place, not a scary place at all. And so he's like, man, I'm going to run through there because it's more like a garden, really. So as he was running through the cemetery, it was not a very bright night. It was not a well-lit place. And so he did not see that there was an open grave that had been dug for a service the next day until he tripped and fell right into it. So he wasn't hurt, though. He kind of, after a few moments, he, what happened? He's down in the bottom of this hole, and uh, he kind of was embarrassed, stood up, kind of brushed the dirt off, and tried to, to pull himself out of the hole. But it was just high enough, because it's like a six-foot deep hole, and he's like, but he can't. He's like, the dirt is coming in, and so he's like, okay. He swallowed his embarrassment, pulled out his mobile phone, and called his wife, said, you're never going to believe what happened. Come help me. <laughs> and then he sat down in the corner of the grave and just kind of waited. Well, coincidentally, there was another guy running same night, and he did the same thing. He was running through, landed in the same hole, didn't see the other guy sitting in the back of the hole. And so he got up, and he was kind of embarrassed, and he started to try to pull himself out. Imagine his shock when a hand hits his shoulder, and a voice from behind him says, it's no use, you'll never get out. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> yeah. And so did Jesus. And he, that's what makes him greater than anything we will ever experience in life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we've got this time. We can gather together as a church. We've got the encouragement and the promise of Scripture that says that you are greater than anything we face. And you know this, Father. You know that we hurt and we suffer, and sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's just the consequences of things we've done. But sometimes it's not, and it's things that have been done to us. But I pray that in all of our lives tonight, you will remind us that you are greater than all of that, that there is absolutely nothing in all of creation that can separate us from your love. Remind us of all of this and, and just put that, that glimmer of hope in our hearts that says this is true. And this is something we can base our whole lives on and we can trust you to believe that no matter what happens, you're going to bring it out and you're going to bring good from it. And we trust you and we love Jesus and we're here just to pour our hearts out to you and say thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for being buried as it was foretold in scriptures, but thank you also for raising Jesus from the dead. Thank you for the promise that we'll experience that too. And I pray tonight, God, that you would just be a God of comfort and healing to anyone who's hurting. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.